It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour here on Tuesday and appropriate that our intro music is beautiful day by you two, not because it's a beautiful day out there. It's pretty foggy, but because you've got the, the heartbeat beat behind that song. And, uh, it is of course, heart health month, February is heart health month and, uh, South coast health always has great heart health tips for you year round at southcoast.org. But joining us this morning to talk about how your health matters is a cardiologist with South Coast Health, Dr. Robert Vasquez. He joins us now on the line. Good morning, doctor. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you for joining us on. And and I know we're toward the end of Heart Health Month here, but as I was saying, heart health is something that people should be paying attention to all year round, not just for for one month. Absolutely. Uh, Cardiovascular health is incredibly important. We see a variety of cardiovascular conditions here in this area and uh, taking initiative to take some chance, make some changes in, in lifestyle and dietary modification can be super important in terms of preventing cardiovascular disease. So we see the billboards and the commercials that talk about how much the cardiology department at South Coast Health is, is so well respected. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and uh, about what your role is with South Coast Health and, and how you offer this cardiology care for South Coast patients? Sure. Uh, me specifically, I'm a non-invasive cardiologist, which uh, essentially means that I focus on the detection and treatment of heart disease using external tests, things like echocardiograms, nuclear testing, and CTs to determine if someone has cardiovascular disease. And ultimately, depending on what some of these determinations find, we can determine a health plan for a specific patient. Um, it may involve things uh, such as dietary and modif- uh, lifestyle modification advice. If that is not enough, it can involve medications. And if that certainly is not enough, then sometimes a cardiac procedure is indicated. Um, At South Coast, we treat a variety of conditions. Probably most commonly, we treat something called coronary artery disease, which is a condition that affects the major blood vessels that supply the heart muscle. It essentially involves the buildup of cholesterol deposits in the arteries called atherosclerosis that reduces blood flow to the heart. Um, It's a condition that often will present with uh, symptoms of chest pain or shortness of breath. Um, It's something that we see very commonly. And it's something that we really uh, focus on because it's the number one cause of death in this country. Um, We have a variety of means of treating this, and we have a very robust cardiology department that can treat conditions such as this. And and when you say treat, obviously that means, you know, taking care of the immediacy of some of the symptoms. But can heart disease like that be reversed? Can you you go from having the, the signs and symptoms of it to not having any indications of it at all? Absolutely. The the short answer is yes, in certain cases. The the, the heart disease that you can reverse is indeed the one we were just talking about, the narrowing of the arteries in the heart. Even if someone has known heart disease, you can improve risk factors for developing blockages that cause a heart attack. And and while lifestyle changes maybe won't open an artery that's already entirely blocked by cholesterol and calcification, they can prevent other blockages from happening. So if we do things like stop smoking, take care of diabetes, take care of blood pressure, the progression of disease stops. 
know, I think a lot of folks, you know, when they have a problem with their car, they hear something funny with the motor, they ignore that for as long as they can until it finally breaks. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people probably do that with their with their health as well. They wait until they have an event before they really start to look into something. But heart health is something that you can see some signs of heart, you know, cardiovascular disease is something you can see signs of before you have a heart attack or any kind of major event. Absolutely. And, and I think sometimes we, we do wait a little bit too long. And I think uh, to your point earlier about preventative medicine, it's incredibly important. There are a lot of things that we can do to reduce our risk of heart disease even before we have symptoms. And, and perhaps one of them is, is to stop smoking. One of the best things we can do is to avoid smoking. Even if we're not a smoker, we can avoid exposure to secondhand smoke. Uh, it's known that chemicals in tobacco can damage the heart and the blood vessels. Cigarette smoke lowers oxygen in the blood, which raises blood pressure and heart rate, which can increase the risk of heart disease. The good news is that the risk of heart disease starts to decrease in as little as a day after quitting smoking. Um, even after a year without cigarettes, the, the risk of heart disease drops to about half of that of a non-smoker. So no matter how long or how much you've smoked, you can start reaping the rewards as soon as you quit. Wow. In addition, things like get increasing your activity for as little as 30 to 60 minutes of daily activity um, can reduce the risk of conditions that are associated with heart disease, such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and type 2 diabetes. Hmm. So when you're talking about being able to, to um, get ahead of this, we're talking about things that will not only be beneficial for your heart health, but things that will be beneficial for your health overall. I mean, uh, you know, not being able to... to um, to come down with some of these other afflictions that would be alongside of that would also be hugely beneficial. And it, it's, it's stuff that sounds simple enough that anybody can do. That's absolutely true. And, and, and obviously we're speaking about cardiac conditions. I'm a cardiologist and this is heart month, but some of the things that we just discussed have been known to improve uh, conditions such as anxiety, depression, um, dement, prevent dementia. So these are full body health benefits, not just the heart. But if somebody does start to have these these uh, warning signs, what would be some of the warning signs that might indicate that that there could be heart disease? So I, I think this is a good month uh, because it's a time of year to remind people that not all symptoms are created equal when it comes to your cardiovascular health. And I want to stress that if anyone has any concerns about symptoms that they may be experiencing, it's always a good idea to talk to their primary care provider and determine if they need to be referred to a cardiologist. But specifically, some of the classic symptoms that may warrant a referral to um, a cardiologist would be things like chest discomfort, shortness of breath, swelling in the lower extremities, if you've noticed that you have high blood pressure, an abnormally fast or slow heart rate, symptoms like dizziness or fainting, or even if you're not having symptoms but a strong family history of heart disease, it would be beneficial to potentially see a cardiologist. What, what a cardiologist would do would be to evaluate these symptoms, review your medical history, and, and recommend diagnostic testing that can potentially diagnose a, a condition. And they would then come up with an individual treatment plan, which could be advice on diet and exercise like we have discussed earlier, medical therapy and potentially any procedure that they think is warranted. And as you mentioned, you know, as you mentioned in regards to smoking that you can see the benefits right away, but I would think for a lot of these um, treatments, you can see benefits pretty quickly because if you are someone who is going down that path, I think anything to, to help with uh, slowing down that process is going to, to reap some benefits uh, pretty quickly. Every, every day that you're not getting closer to a heart event is probably a better day. Absolutely. In regards to medical therapy, many of the medical therapy that we 
uh, recommend have been shown to reduce the risk of heart attack or stroke and other vascular disease complications. They uh, increase longevity, life expectancy, quality of life, and decrease hospitalizations. Um, with regards to some of the non-pharmacologic options, you know, maintaining a healthy weight, for example, is something that not only reduces heart disease, but like we mentioned before, reduces some of these other risk factor conditions like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and type 2 diabetes. If someone reduces their weight by just 3 to 5%, so we're not talking about significant weight loss, it can reduce certain fats in the blood called triglycerides, which can be associated with heart disease. And a little bit more weight reduces the blood sugar and the risk for type 2 diabetes. Um, so there's a lot of benefits that people can have from just some minor modifications in their diet and lifestyle. And, you know, I think that 30, 40 years ago, uh, you know, like when my grandfather had his first heart attack, there was a, a sense of once you've had it, your life has has changed and, and you can't get back to the same lifestyle that you had. It's It's not that way anymore that not only can you help people prevent these heart events even more than ever, uh, but having one too isn't isn't the end of the world for somebody's health. You can still put all these things into effect and, and, and reduce the risk of having another one. That That is correct. So even if someone has been diagnosed with, with heart disease, um, aside from potentially being on some medications and seeing a cardiologist routinely, there often are not many restrictions in terms of their quality of life and in terms of their activities that they can partake in. Um, a patient that's had heart disease that's well-managed and they do some of these other things that we have mentioned can have a normal life expectancy. Now, what's interesting about South Coast Health is I know that you are always on the cutting edge when it comes to uh, medical treatments and some of the technology that you have available, but that's really the case when it comes to cardiac care. There there's, there's, seems to be, uh, you know, if there's something that can be um, at the forefront of this, South Coast Health usually has that available. I, I would agree with that. I, I did my training at, at Brown and I, I've been very impressed now with, with all the different variety of, of specialization, even within cardiology that South Coast can provide. I've been here for about five years and it never ceases to amaze me the things that we're capable of here. Um, we have a very robust non-invasive cardiology department, which is something that I'm a part of with some of our imaging tests. And then if someone does need something more invasive, we have specialists in cardiac heart rhythm disorders that can do things to help those patients. We have patients uh, that can see some of our interventional cardiologists, which can do things to open up arteries that are blocked. Um, we have an amazing uh, structural heart program, which allows patients to go through procedures such as valve replacements non-invasively or minimally invasively, I should say. Um, so we do all kinds of things here in this area and the patients don't necessarily need to go to Boston to have some of these therapies done. And, you know, we're talking a lot about risk factors for heart uh, disease, but also sometimes it just happens, you know, genetically for people. Uh, sometimes there's there's issues that, you know, run in the family, and sometimes there's issues that come about from external factors that people didn't have anything to do with. I think some of the stigma of heart disease is, is starting to, to fall away where, you know, if you do need to go in and have a discussion with someone like yourself, there's no longer that you did this to yourself mentality anymore. For sure. Um, we, we've talked about things like diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, tobacco. But to your point, family history is certainly one of the more significant risk factors that we see. In addition, if you're a man over the age of 45 or a woman over the age of 55, you're already at risk for heart disease. So there are what we call non-modifiable risk factors. So I, I wouldn't tell a patient that 
if they have heart disease, that this is something that they did or it's their fault. Unfortunately, sometimes it can just happen. And if that's the case, certainly getting on top of uh, some of these lifestyle changes, dietary changes to prevent progression of disease, seeing your doctor and taking these medications or any therapies that we might recommend is certainly beneficial. And I want to reiterate that SouthCoastHealth.org has all of this information available. You know, just any questions people may have, there's a, there's a wealth of information always available, not only for, for heart disease, but for a variety of things. Uh, but if somebody did want to reach out and, and make a, 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 they're concerned about their heart health, how should they find out more information? Should they go through their, through their primary care physician first? Certainly, um the South Coast website uh, with regards to cardiology has information to get a hold of, of one of us in our office. We have offices kind of located throughout the region. Um, so whichever one geographically works for a patient, they, they can contact the office. But perhaps uh, the, the simplest way is to have a, a discussion with your, your health provider. And we have a great relationship with our primary care providers here, and we can easily get patients into our office to be seen. All right. And Dr. Vasquez, before we let you go, anything else that you want to just let people know about heart health here uh, before we wrap things up? I, I would just summarize uh, what we had discussed earlier, that patients can make some significant improvements in their heart health and, and reduce the risk of some of these complications from vascular disease with some dietary and lifestyle modifications. If they are prescribed medications by their doctor, I would stress that they take them as uh as prescribed, and then I would also recommend that they just continue a healthy lifestyle plan. All right, doctor, thank you so much for joining us and for enlightening people on this, and I hope that we, we help some people down the path to better heart health. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. All right. You have a great day. That is Dr. Robert Vasquez of South Coast Health. Again, if you want to find out more information, just go to southcoast.org. That's where you can get all of that information. And, uh, of course, too, as we were mentioning, it's a partnership. When you go to your primary care physician, it's a partnership. They are in, and I can tell you this, having gone through needing specialists and all that for the things that I've gone through, they have communication with each other. They know things. They talk to each other and they really are a team. It's like having, you see these, you know, these uh, movies and TV show where somebody rich has an affliction. Like we're going to get you the best doctors available. We're going to get the best people available to take care of this. That's what you have at South Coast Health. And you have that whole medical team ready to help you with anything. All right, 508-996-0500. Let's take a quick call here before we go to take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. Hello? I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm not allowed only one call, right? Well, what's on, your, what's on your mind? What do you want to bring up? I just want to say real quick, um, everybody in my family died from heart disease. Everyone. I've got one brother that had five strokes. Um that puts a lot of white matter in the brain. The next time you have this, uh, when you have this gentleman in or something, can you uh, 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 can you let me know? Because part of what he said is so correct, obviously. But there's also a part where um, nobody's mentioning the fact. Everybody's dead in my family, Tim. I'm sorry. From heart disease. Heart disease. I've got my stepbrother. His heart is so enlarged. Now it's more so enlarged. And he keeps saying, why can't I breathe? I was breathing perfectly. He's obese. Um, but he's like, I've been breathing good. And he's just going through every, they're putting him through every uh, rigmarole of tests. The point is, I told him, and I'm sorry, I don't want to be offensive to anybody out there. If you're 
No, you stopped yourself. Yeah, oh, thank goodness. Um, if you're obese, don't ask why. I was breathing good the, uh, six months ago. Why can't I breathe now? Stop asking yourself that. Your answer is your body weight. Yeah. It's your, your, your obese. But for me, I'm a thin woman. I, I actually have the same. I was a size 5 my whole life, size 7. And I'm still a size 7 as an adult woman. But everybody, I've had three strokes. I had no clue that was going to happen to me. I'm the healthiest eater in the world. I, I drove everybody. I still drive everybody. There's all those all those other risk factors, you know. That's that's well, the thing that's people don't take thing. into account. And, right, and that's the thing with my stepbrother. He can't breathe anymore. It's so bad. I we can't go and do anything. Um, so we just started seeing somebody. I, I also would like to let everybody know um, if you do. If, if you're in that category, please ask your doctor to to do a study of your uh, cal calcif uh, sorry calcification, mm -hmm. which is your you, you, you know what it is, right? Yeah, and I can tell you when I do my blood right. work, I get I get that information back. So it's as easy as just you know requesting a full blood panel, right? And more so, though, because a full blood panel would chuck a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But you've got to know where your calcium is going. It's, and it especially spreads this out. I mean, everything happens during the night when you're sleeping. So if you stop eating at 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I guarantee you're doing better for your body. But here's the thing. I would love for that doctor to come back on. I would also love for him to give his phone number because... With my dynamics of this happening and my high cholesterol, I got it down to 213. Well, my I, last birth, I just had it. I can tell I you these... Never these doctors that we have on, they're always very busy. Um, so that, you know, you might not get that particular yeah. doctor, but you can certainly go to SouthCoastHealth.org and, I'm sorry, SouthCoast.org, the South Coast Health website, and, and they'll right, be able right. to get you somebody that can help you. I got to hold you there, Skeddy, though, because I got to take a break no, here before the news. But I thank you for letting me uh, say this. It's, it's, it's a real deal. Everybody should really pay attention to your blood work. Absolutely. All right. You have a good yeah. day. You have a good day. Thank you for bringing this Take care. And, uh, and that is true. I mean, there's, there's people, so many people, and I was one of them for years. I don't ever go to the doctor. I go to the doctor when something's wrong. And that was a mistake because things that they found out that were wrong with me might have been something that could have been taken care of a lot easier had I kept up with that. You know, if I did not go to the doctor for years, maybe they could have stopped me before I became diabetic. I mean, also, it doesn't take a doctor to look at me and the way that I was and the way I was, what my lifestyle was and say, well, you're probably diabetic. But I was so surprised still to hear it, even though it made all the sense in the world. But I wasn't having any of the signs of it. But it was the blood work, routine blood work coming back that said, oh, yeah, you're diabetic. And so taking care of that and seems like I'm getting to the point where that's reversed, but, you know, let's wait and see what happens the next time I have blood work done in six months. I'm glad that I found out and I'm glad and it took some work and it took some weight loss, but it can be done.
That's why we have these discussions. All right, I, I got to take this break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, we do have a call on hold. I'm just going to ask that you hang on because it's time to go into the newsroom with Phil. And, of course, we do have some phone lines open for you, 508-996-0500. But right now, here's Phil Devitt with the news. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. President Biden says a ceasefire in Gaza could happen before next week. More from Mark Mayfield. Speaking to reporters Monday, he said that National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan tells him that it is close, but not done yet. He added his hope is by next Monday there will be a ceasefire. Sullivan said on Sunday he was hopeful an agreement would take place in the next few days after representatives of Israel, the United States, Egypt and Qatar met in Paris recently. I'm Mark Mayfield. It's presidential primary day in Michigan, where over a million voters have already cast their ballots early. Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson says most of those were cast absentee, but over 78,000 early in-person votes were also cast during the nine days early voting was open. She says turnout pre-election day was 13 percent higher than 2020, despite the nominations not being much in doubt in both parties. In 2020, nearly 2.4 million votes were cast in the presidential primary. Officials say the suspect in the death of a University of Georgia student entered the U.S. illegally. Jose Ibarra was arrested for the murder of 22-year-old Lakin Riley, whose body was found last week in a wooded area near the school. Ibarra is from Venezuela and reportedly came to the U.S. in 2022. He's charged with felony murder, false imprisonment and kidnapping, and concealing the death of another. There's no evidence that Ibarra knew Riley, and police said her death was a crime of opportunity. Ibarra is being held without bond. A Rust movie crew member claims armorer Hannah Gutierrez acted unprofessionally on the set before the death of the cinematographer. In Gutierrez's manslaughter trial Monday, Ross Adiego described Gutierrez, the weapons handler for the movie, as not very careful. She wasn't necessarily as uh, serious or professional as I'm accustomed to with the other armors that I've worked with. He said Gutierrez would pull loose ammunition from a fanny bag and added he saw unattended firearms on the set. Alec Baldwin is accused of firing the gun that killed Helena Hutchins, and his trial starts this summer. There's a new COVID-19 vaccine coming out for winter. The FDA will decide this spring on which variant of the virus should be primarily targeted in the winter dose. Like flu shots, the COVID vaccine is expected to require annual updates to stay current against emerging variants. And if you're having problems figuring out what to make for dinner and make it affordable, Kellogg's has a suggestion. Michael Kastner reports. When I say cereal, you say dinner. Cereal. Dinner. Cereal. Dinner. Kellogg's CEO Gary Pilnick says people should eat cereal for dinner to save money on soaring food costs. He told CNBC last week that it's much more affordable and helps out when consumers are under pressure. Kellogg's has been pushing cereal for dinner since 2022 when it started a campaign with the tagline, Give Chicken the Night Off. Chicken! You can uh, have the night off, chicken. Oh, okay, I'll go marinate. Cereal! Dinner! Cereal! Dinner! I'm Michael Kastner. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Bruins lost to the Seattle Kraken 4-3. They host the Vegas Golden Knights on Thursday. The Boston Celtics play the Philadelphia 76ers tonight at TD Garden in Boston. Game at 7.30. And the Red Sox are at spring training with the St. Louis Cardinals today at 1.00.
Now, let's check your forecast with ABC6. Mild temperatures in control today, but this morning we're dealing with some patchy fog. Give yourselves extra time on the roads and take it easy. Temperatures in the mid to upper 30s, lower 50s for this afternoon under mostly cloudy skies. The rain moves in with strong gusty winds overnight tonight and into tomorrow. Showers also gusty winds up to 30 miles per hour or even 55 miles per hour. We could be seeing some patchy fog once again early on in the morning. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. This WBSM News Update brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth, home of the $29 oil change. Your choice for auto repairs, brakes, and inspection stickers. Sparks Auto, 425 State Road, Dartmouth. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. All right, let's go back to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. We talk about going to the hospital after the fact a lot of times, and uh, here in New England, we're pretty stubborn. We're good like that. And uh, I, I played hockey. I used to live in Wayham, but I played hockey a lot, and I was in and out of the emergency room with stitches all the time. And <clears throat> there was a doctor there, Dr. Middleton. He could really sew you up well, but I went in there once. I had to get stitches above my eye after a game, and he... Uh, he, started to put the, he was ready to put the, uh, numb me up. I said, don't bother with the Novocaine. Just put the stitches in. And after about the third stitch, I said, that Novocaine sounds like a good idea. <laughs> 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 so, it wasn't as tough as I thought it was, that's for sure. And, um, but, you know, it's funny, the maintenance that we on our body is just like the maintenance of our car. You know, we hear a noise in our car, and we think it's going to go away by itself, but it doesn't. It's going to be taken care of or it will lead to a, a problem later on. Same thing with our bodies, you know. These aches and pains or whatever it may be, <clears throat> anything irregular, is definitely our body talking to us and saying, hey, let's get a maintenance check here now. And um, But it's easy to ignore. It's easy to ignore, but, of course, whenever you do ignore it, usually it, the problem multiplies by the time we get to it. Yeah, I went through that myself with waiting five days to go have my, my kidney stone looked at because I was like, oh, it's just just by back pain. It's just that sciatica acting up. But I yeah. knew it, was, it wasn't quite what I experienced before. And rather than getting it checked, I just thought, oh, I'll just tough it out. And there was no way I was going to tough that out. Yeah, it, 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 uh, it's it's. You're right, and and it gets worse, and and before you know it, you can have kidney stones. You can barely walk sometimes. With those, and, uh, you know, I, I had a knee surgery done a few years back, and and about I really worked it hard. About two months after the surgery, I worked it hard one day, and the pain just didn't go away. And so I said, oh, I just I'm, I just go, you know, it'll go away. It'll go away. Come to find out that my knee was infected, and by the third day, I was I had a fever. And I didn't, and I said, oh, I can tough it out. Then I realized there's no toughing this out. There's a problem here now, you know. And they had it. They had to redo my knee, and uh, as a result of it, because of the infection. But, but it, it, if you wait too long, you know, it's easy to die from infection too. Uh, before you know it, it sets in, and 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 then you're too unresponsive to even go to the hospital after that. Right. Well, well, I'm glad you went and got it checked out, and uh, and thank you for the call. Take care, Tim. Have a good day. And uh, let's take another call here, uh, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? <clears throat> Not bad. Um, I'm pre-diabetic, or I was diagnosed in 2015, and like you, 
um, you know, you were able to, it's actually pre-diabetes is, you were able to reverse it to, to nothing just through food generally. Um, but what's funny is you, the last news, uh, uh, that Phil Devitt did just before you get, get back on the air a minute ago was a story about, you know, Kellogg's, uh, wanting to promote people eating cereal for dinner, which is low cost, quote on low cost, et cetera. Cereal's full of carbohydrates. It's loaded. As a matter of fact, when they created that in the 70s, when they created the food pyramid, they put the widest part of the food pyramid was wheats and and uh, and and cereals and grains, which is which is why part of the reason why as a culture we have such high diabetes because we're getting sugar and carbohydrates from all sources. But when the food pyramid was created and they modified it slightly, but then they've dropped it all together. You don't see it on packaging anymore. Um, is because it was it was it was for a promotion for the farms that were trying to promote grains, um, and so uh, I would just I would, for, pe- for the average person you don't you don't need that much in carbohydrates in your body at all. Um, it, it's uh, and and to promote eating cereal at night, you load up with carbohydrates and then go to bed, and that's the worst thing you can do. Uh, so um, I don't know. It's just really funny. You got to listen to the promotions that go, come through as news stories. Um, well, then, I, you know, it, yeah, I was going to say, I can tell you, I love cereal. And, you know, when I had, when I was diagnosed with, with diabetes, I was like, well, I've got to, you know, cut down the carbs. I, there's, there's no cereal you can have that isn't high in carbs, you know, to take a look. Yeah. If I'm only allowed to have a hundred grams a day, I'm not going to waste, you know, 40 grams of it on, on a bowl of cereal. Exactly. And it's not even a big bowl. No. <laughs> And uh, and then you look at the car, the natural carbs from the wheats, for instance. But then you look at the sugar carbs, so you're like doubling up. Um, no, I mean I'm glad, I'm really happy that you're you know doing what you're doing, and um, I, I think that's great. And more people should think about it because um, you can literally cut your carbs in your body, like you said, you get 100 grams a day. But technically, you can live almost without them because you're getting natural carbs from other foods. But that's what that's the trigger for like overloading your system for um, diabetes is 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 the sugar, obviously. So anyway, um, no, that's cool. I just wanted to point out when I heard the news story, I was like, oh my God, they're promoting, <laughs> they're promoting you know, uh, eating cereal before bre- before dinner or as dinner. So I don't know. I thought it was really bizarre. All right. Well, but, thank, thank you for the call. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And the worst part about it is they want you to eat cereal for dinner. They don't even put toys in the cereal anymore. You, you very rarely get a toy in the cereal anymore. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hello, good morning, how are you? Good morning, how you doing? I was out taking care of myself, taking my walk, doing what I got to do, and I heard the whole show, and I'll tell you, I couldn't get to the phone fast enough. I'm glad I got in today. I heard the doctor. Now, starting with you, Mr. Weisberg, I heard you talking and saying about how any minute now, Wendy's is going to have a dynamic price, you're going to pay more, and then in the same breath, you turn around and say, well, we're going to have a doctor now talking about heart health and all. Are you kidding me? If you're going to go through a drive through all the time, you're not going to get healthy. And that doctor coming on, I'm sure he's a doggone good doctor. I have no doubt about it. But that was one big ad for you to go and see him. He never talked about anything about how to solve nothing. This is why if a doctor comes on the show and he can't take calls from the listeners who are dying to ask him questions, he ain't worth nothing to me. I'm sorry. I I had so many questions for that guy, and I wasn't going to send a question to you to ask him because then he's going to probably answer it, and I can't reply to it. There's no debate going on. I remember when Dr. Marola used to come on, and I heard Skeddy talking. i got to talk fast because you get three minutes. But I heard her, and my heart goes off to her. I, I guess she's talking about she has a cholesterol problem. Her whole family was heart problems. Skeddy, I'm going to tell you right now, cholesterol is not the problem. 
The doctors are blaming cholesterol and they dispense a medication to you. Instead of getting down to the nitty-gritty to find out what's causing your cholesterol problem, if it's so high, it's the sugars, the starches, the highly processed carbohydrates. That's what it is. I will never get tired of saying it. This is how I cured my own diabetes. It took time, but I did it. I'm not on any more metformin. I don't need it anymore unless I slide back and I start eating the chocolate and the pasta and the macaroni, the potatoes. I would have loved to ask that doctor about the dangers of seed oils and vegetable oils. It's garbage. They squirt it all over your food when you go to a restaurant. And I heard you, Mr. Weisberg, talking about mayonnaise. Yeah, we all love it. I used to use Hellman's all the time. It's got soybean oil in it. Soybean oil is in that mayonnaise. Make your own mayonnaise at home. There's recipes. It's a simple thing. That's what contributed to my macular degeneration and the danger, the damage in my eyes. I wouldn't need anything with a cedar oil now if you paid me a million dollars to do it. So if you're smoking, you're drinking, you're going through fast food, drive through restaurants, and then you're going to worry about your heart and your cholesterol? Give me a break. It's ironic. I can't, I can't believe it. Uh, please get a doctor on the show that's going to take calls. You're going to need a whole three-hour show for that, Mr. Weidberg. Well, and that's, that's, few, that's why we don't do it. That's not what the show is. I understand that. But if we want to get to making people healthy, trying to get them to understand how to make those crucial changes, because they hear things here and there, and they, they hear the message, but then the next day they go and they do the same thing they've always done. And you with the corned beef hash. Have you considered how much sodium is in that, Mr. Weisberg, in your corned beef hash? It's not like I eat it every day. What? It's not like I eat it every day. Of course you're not. But what other things are you eating? You're going to you're going to sandwich shops. You're going to restaurants. How do you know what you're getting? How um, do you know? I, I'm doing okay. I'm I'm doing I'm doing okay. I hope you so. don't have to worry about stay me. Stay away from the stay away from the vegetable oils. That's one big one right there. Getting right. oil from vegetables, really, really. You need olive oil. That's from a fruit. It's much better for you. I know it takes a long time to talk. Thanks for taking my call. I, I'm glad I got in there. All right, you Thank have a good you. day. Bye bye. And I got to take a break here. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. In 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. What's shaking, Playboy? What's happening, Lamont? How are you doing? Not much. So, you know, I've been I've been pretty big pretty much most of my life. And um, like I said, I've been a freshman. You know, Brett used to wrestle. I got up to, I was billed at 425, but I was like 328. But I was billed at 425 and 6 foot 5. So, but that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. Anyways. Like I said, if you notice one thing about about how, if you notice, it goes to show you how the diet is going. You see all these like uh, cancer for cats and and dogs. People used to feed the, their pets the food off the table, mm-hmm. and so now they're feeding this stuff, other stuff. If you ever get, if you buy like dog food or or especially dog food, they, if you see where uh, bone meal, that, that that's what they do. They take and go to rendering plants. With the veterans, uh, veterinary places, people they have people come around. California, uh, Chicago, and in New York, 
those are the three uh, major rendering plants. They take and go to the uh, veteran hospital, vet, to the vet, uh, veterinary places and take the dead animals. They take and put them all in there, the whole thing. They, the dog's got parvo, whatever the case is, stick it in there and grind them all up. And that's what's in the bone mill. Just see bone mill, that's what that is. It comes from, from rendering plants. So people need to think about that. So let's say you're feeding the dog, you know, they get the collar off them, but everything else is, is, is grinded up and put into the dog food and cat food. Oh, man. So that's something like that. You see more people dying. I mean, more animals dying like the stuff that people get in the days. And like I told you how, like, uh, in St. George, Utah, um, where they filmed uh, the movie, the, the um, you know, the movie with about Genghis Khan, the, the, the movie with uh, uh, John Wayne, they filmed that movie there, uh, whatever it's called. They, when they filmed that, there was they filmed the downwind from the test site, and right there, uh, all those people like Agnes Moorhead, uh, uh, Joan, Joan Woodward, all these people, uh, John Wayne, all these people died from cancer. There was 230 people that was on the set, was on the set of there, and 180 people died from cancer. One guy got cancer; he killed himself. Like like three years later afterwards. Wow. Besides that, and I told you like how like uh. And, and St. George, they've got 427% uh, of the more cancer, cat cancer there than any other place in the country or across the world. Except, I don't know about, uh, about in the, the Ukraine and stuff like that, but I know, like, as far as the United States and the West Coast, uh, uh, the Northern Hemisphere, there's no other country, another place that has that high of cat, cat cancer. That's come, that's, from, that's come down from the downwind from the test site, though. And so that goes to so something about that. So I heard somebody talking about some bed bugs. Was, 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 was so the, the so I was going to say, before I let you go, Lamone, I want you to, because she's trying to find it, I want you to make that invite to Skeddy because she's listening. So tell her what it was that you were inviting her to. Okay, Skeddy. I was thinking it would be real nice to have you come out here on April 6th, and I'll take you to go see uh, Lauren Hill, 25th anniversary of her, her, uh, her album, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Going see that, so that would be nice. We'll have a bunch of fun. We'll take videos. You can take it back and show your friends. And she was worried because some of the hotels apparently have bed bugs, but you know all the good places to stay out there. Yes, I do, and I know there's even top places, you know, like the Ritz Carlton places that have have uh, not necessarily bed bugs. They they have like they don't change the sheets. You know, that's that's terrible. They do like they uh, that. I guess they don't do the shams or whatever in the. The comforter, they don't change that, but sometimes they don't change the undersheets too, you know, like the bed spreads. So that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm trying to find out. But like I said, I'm, if, if she wants bed bugs, I'm sure she doesn't want bed bugs. And like I said, the only bugs I got here is Herbie the love bug that's waiting for her. All right. Oh, well, so, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll make, I'll, Get her information, and I'll share it with you, and then you guys can set all that up. But i got to hold you there because i got to take a final break here for the hour. Or you got the number there, fellas, so go ahead and do what you got to do. Don't give it to everybody else. No, Nobody no, no. Like no. Like we'll, just, we'll just leave okay. it to you two. All right. You have a good day. All right. God bless. Take a light, everybody. Take, may the good Lord smile upon y'all. All right. That is uh, Lamone in Las Vegas. Let's squeeze in one more call really quick before i got to take that break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. What was that woman's name two calls ago that calls you every every day? Mary. Mary. Hey, I got to say, she's my favorite caller. She's educated. No BS. She tells it like it is. I really enjoy her calls. I love it when I hear her voice that comes on. But uh, anyway, I wanted to say she's a thousand percent right about the sugar and the carbohydrates. Total garbage in the middle of the grocery store. Everything processed that we eat. Um, I actually have a friend that had really high cholesterol 
and he was on statins. And by eliminating carbs and sugar and all the garbage out of his diet, he was actually able to come off the statins because of how dangerous the statins are. But, of course, if you love food and you love to eat, uh, consider that a non-pleasure anymore in your life. You almost have to eat for survival and just eat really good things. I mean, it's a shame, but... uh you know, she's right. This, uh, the cholesterol levels, the heart disease, everything. It's just all the crap that's in our food, unfortunately. And you know, you know? what's you know what's helped me be a motivating factor to, to, to stay on this is I'm tired of taking the medications. I'm tired of having to, like, take it and then wait an hour to take the next one and then remembering to get them refilled. So I'm like, why don't I just do the things that get me off the medications? I laugh at night there. You know, it's something as simple as uh, psoriasis on the skin. You can have liver shut down, loss of blood pressure. You may lose your vision, uh, you know, uh, cancerous lymphoma. I'm saying to myself, I, I'd rather have the patches all over me than take this crap. I mean, who, who needs the side effects? Uh, they're worse than what you're treating. Well, I mean, to be, fair, problem for. to be fair, not all the side effects that you hear about in those commercials actually happen to people. They just have to warn you about the possibility for them. True, but they, they sound very scary for a simple migraine headache medication, the uh, the possible side effects, if you right. ask possible me. Possible side know? effects include death. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. then maybe well, maybe I don't want to take it. Yeah, maybe you're better off taking Tylenol, you know? So. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> so thank you. Have you a good day. You as well. And I uh, do have to take that break. If we can squeeze in more callers after that, we will, and we should be able to, but we'll be back in just a couple of moments. Just a few moments remaining. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking my call. I just want to uh, say that uh, Mary is is really a wonderful human being. I enjoy listening to her and getting information. And what I find the most fascinating thing about that woman, passion, pure mm -hmm. passion. No doubt about it. And I think the stuff that she's telling people, I'm not the brightest light bulb on the, on the shelf, but to feed cereal to people before they go to bed, especially that sugary stuff, like I said, I'm not too bright, but sugar before you go to bed, I try to stay away from it while I'm awake, let alone going to bed with it. See, when, when I've I found that when I'm going to bed, I have to actually be careful about what I eat, you know, right before bed anyway, not only because of health reasons at all but sometimes some of the food gives me bad dreams you know yeah i think that what that woman's i i believe that somewhere along the line our food system is definitely in jeopardy uh what they're pumping into these animals the hormones and uh, there's just something not right i don't know what it is but i do enjoy listening to mary and keep up the great work enjoy your show all right thank you so much have a good day you too. Thank you. And I, I can tell you, one of the biggest problems with food is that people have chosen convenience and cheapness over, you know, having things that will actually be better for you. So, you know, for example, they wanted to get rid of the cane sugar in sodas and they made the switch to high fructose corn syrup, not just sodas, but, you know, other things that had sugar in it as well. They thought that that was a smarter approach, but it was really just because it was cheaper. It was cheaper to manufacture high fructose corn syrup in a lab with all the excess corn that they had from all the money they were giving the farmers than it was to, to use actual pure cane sugar. So, granted, having the sugar is not good for you, but neither is having the high fructose corn syrup. So, it's, it's really just a matter of whatever puts more profits into the food manufacturer's pockets. It's not about your health. But again, everything in moderation.